0: Today is Friday, February 9th, 2024. Biden's brain breaks in surprise, raging, screaming press conference to prove he is mentally fit after his own Department of Justice says he's not mentally fit to stand trial. So if you're not mentally fit to stand trial, how you have the nuclear codes? That don't make no sense, right? If you were in an Uber, if you called an Uber and Joe Biden pulled up and he was driving, would you get in that car? Well, then why do we let her drive our country? Supreme Court demolishes. Speaking of driving, Supreme Court drove a wrecking ball directly through Colorado's seething, salty Libs attempt to keep him off the ballot. We'll have all of those updates along with Viva Fry as our guest legal expert and the great ALX joins the show to talk about his Apple Vision Pro. Is ALX nearing his final form? We shall find out today live. My name is Benny Johnson and this is The Benny Show. What a news cycle. We will cover everything and we will do it and we will do it in great entertaining fashion. We got it all, the show all locked down for you. We really don't sleep at this program. We were making videos like well into midnight last night. Okay, we don't sleep. That's just the way it works. The thing that powers us and keeps us fighting the commies are one, obviously you and the brigade. And this is our sweet brigade mug with the salty army and the salty tank on it, but also blackout coffee. What's in this mug? Blackout coffee. Last thing we'd ever want is some woke swill sitting around pumping through our veins. No, ladies and gentlemen, blackout coffee is the sweet, delicious juice that keeps us fighting, gives us the energy to fight the communists. And, well, you know, those communists, they are driven by their demonic lust for power. We are driven instead by our love of freedom and by the wonderful, delicious caffeinated bean that God put on this earth. So please go to blackoutcoffee.com slash Benny, and use the coupon code today. Get 20% off your first order, blackhawkcoffee.com, slash Benny, be awake, not woke. Okay, so <laughs> here we go, baby. <laughs> Who isn't awake right now? Well, um, hmm. let's just call this the awakening, all right? Let's call this the awakening, okay? Hmm, go F yourself, Bob. This is the official corporate media awakening, and it is really wonderful to finally have a packed house when it comes to a guy like me who's been serving up this cocktail for a long time. For probably three straight years, this program has been saying Joe Biden has dementia. We've been talking to medical experts. We've been talking to doctors. We've been talking to the president's doctor, Ronnie Jackson. We've been going through the medical archives and we've been putting up the symptoms. But the greatest discipline is actually simply watching Joe Biden. It's very tough. You're watching elder abuse in real time. But we've been calling this from a 1,000 yards away because we just pay attention. What's our superpower? Our superpower, well, one, this audience, which we, you know, we love you. But two, our superpowers were alive and we pay attention and we have pattern recognition and that's about it. That the entire show, ALXAI, he's going to join the program in a second. Our great producers, our great production staff, we're just alive and we pay attention. And we we notice patterns. Pattern recognition is really our superpower. And we've noticed some patterns with Joe Biden. OK, I'm going to get right to it. I'm not going to go into the annals of history and get not a Fannie Willis joke uh, and like try and pull out something from the 80s to make fun of Joe Biden. I'm not going to pull out something from the 90s to Joe Biden. I'm not even going to pull out the Robin, although we should. Let's get that Robin Williams clip. I'm not even going to pull out the Robin Williams clip from the 20-aughts about 10 years ago when Robin Williams was saying Joe Biden has dementia. Greatest greatest stand-up comic of our generation, for sure. So if Robin Williams was making fun of Joe Biden 10 years ago, what does that actually mean? Well, that means that Joe Biden's been a decrepit mess for a long time. It would almost be unfair to you and to this show because the show would be in the next 19 hours for us to go through all of the dumb things Joe Biden has done. Joe Biden had to drop out of the presidential race because he lied about his past. He lied about his pedigree in school. Joe Biden had to drop out of another presidential race because he's a plagiarist. He straight up ripped someone else's speech, some other guy's speech, guy named uh a guy named Niall Kenning. It's a British guy. He literally, like word for word, like stole this British guy's story. Joe Biden should have dropped out because when Joe Biden tragically there was a car accident where Joe Biden's wife, first wife, died, um, the mother of like Bo and and Hunter, Joe Biden used his kids as props in the hospital. He literally literally did a speech with his kids in hospital beds behind him. We have the photo. So these are all like obviously morally repulsive things that Joe Biden does. Joe Biden had to drop out in two thousand eight when he ran against Barack Obama. Because he called Barack Obama a clean black guy. Not my words. The words of a guy who attacked corn pop at the pool. Don't come from me. I'm not the guy using those words. I'm just quoting the resident of the White House. Barack Obama's clean and black and he's storybook, man. He's well-spoken. Joe Biden had to drop out. So it would be almost unfair to go all the way back to those times with Joe Biden. And, uh, you know, an important reminder, ladies and gentlemen, that Robin Williams, one of our favorites. Oh, and here's the here's the photo of um, Joe Biden using his kids in hospital beds. There's there's his son there in a hospital bed. This is inside the hospital. This is a photo of Joe Biden using the tragedy of his fam- the, tr- the deadly tragedy of his family for his own political gain. So guy has been a scumbag his entire life. OK, well established, right? Doesn't even acknowledge his own granddaughter. Joe Biden has been such a uh, immoral jackass that more than a decade ago, Robin Williams got up in an HBO special I was seen by hundreds of millions of people and
1: made this joke. We still have comedy, though. We still have great comedy out there. There's always rambling Joe Biden. What the fuck? (laughs) Joe says shit that even people with Tourette's go, no, (laughs) no. What is going on? Joe is like your uncle who's on a new drug and hasn't got the dosage right. I'm proud to work with Barack America. He's not a superhero, you idiot. Come here. When FDR was on television, there was no TV back then. Come here, goat, Sit down. <laughs> even people with Tourette's
0: ture- are like, no. <laughs> That's really good. But the joke's over. If you go back over the past week, and this is all we're going to do to start off our show. Before we get to the fact that Joe Biden's own administration has found him mentally unfit for office, which is what they did. That is now true. That is a headline around the world. Let's just go back a week. We didn't need the DOJ to tell us that. We just needed to be alive and pay attention. Here's Joe Biden from one week ago. This clip is one week old. He's at a brewery and he starts talking. The language is not English. Whatever the language is, it's not English. This should be the first sign. You don't need the DOJ. You don't need special counsel, Robert Herr. You just need to open your eyes and try and decipher this.
2: Beer brewed here, (laughs) it is used to make the brew beer in this, the final. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why he's
0: Rider. Listen, I've had one too many drinks. Okay, not this morning. Actually, I got three, I got three kids under three. So I don't really even drink at all anymore because it's just, you know, not worth it, to be quite honest with you. But in my younger days, I've had too many drinks. Sometimes I've slurred my words. Sometimes even on the show, maybe I get sloppy. And so I'll let's get let's give Joe a pass on that one. Okay. Well, what about this from the exact same week? Here's Joe Biden talking to a bunch of uh, intersectional feminists about baby murder and how they worship Mulak, the goddess of baby murder. But regardless of the the repulsive event that they were speaking at, here's what Joe Biden had to say to these women.
2: We'll teach Donald Trump a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the women in America unless you want to get the benefit.
0: So you're talking to a bunch of feminists and you say, don't mess with women in America unless you want to get benefits. What kind of benefits? I'm listening. What benefits? I mean, who doesn't want to benefit? Again, come for me. Okay. Come for me. These are Joe Biden's words, not mine. I'm quoting your resident of the White House. Let's continue. We live in a um, very un- a very unstable world. There are multiple wars going on, uh, multiple fronts. Dr. Carlson's interview with Putin, fascinating stuff. We'll get to it in a second. Big times for change. Important to know who world leaders are. Always important to understand like who you are. But Joe Biden doesn't know either. Here's Joe Biden talking about a dead French leader, confusing with the German leader, and straight up saying like, "Hey, he was. I just talked with him last week. No, dude, he's dead. He's been dead since 1996." Here you go.
2: Right, right, right after I was elected, I went to a, what they call a G7 meeting. All the NATO leaders. And it was in it was in the south of England, and I sat down and I said, "America's back." And later on from Germany, I mean, from France, looked at me. And said, uh, "said, you know, what, why? How, how long are you back?" For?
0: Dude, look at the way he talks. If I did the entire show like this, struggling to struggling to talk, talking about the time that I, you know, remember when I danced, remember when I danced to Charleston with Franklin Delano Roosevelt aboard the deck of the Titanic. Superman came to save us, and we went to the talkies and uh, got ourselves a uh, a lollipop. You'd be like, somebody called the mental health professionals. We're going to talk to, we're going to call Rolls-Royce on his bat phone. We're going to call ALX, and we're going to get Benny uh, one of those little, like, uh, jackets. That's what you'd say. He said Guy, guy's bro- brain's broke. But we somehow allow this. This is like a lot. This is This is permissible? How about the place you're at war with, right? So we're apparently at war with Hamas. Should you know that? Like World War II, were they like forgetting? Uh, I don't know, who's Hitler? Guy's got a mustache. We think. We can't remember. Joe Biden doesn't
2: want. It. There is some movement and I don't want to, I don't want to, Well, maybe choose my words. There's some movement. There's been a response from the the, there's been a response from the opposition but um yes i'm sorry from hamas but it seems to be uh a little over the top we're not sure where it is there's this continuing negotiation right now
0: well like this is a guy And by the way, according to the special counsel report yesterday, considers himself a historic figure. We kid you not. We kid you not. Hey, let's make sure you grab that Julie Kelly quote. Julie Kelly found that amazing stuff. Joe Biden considers himself a historic figure in world history. According to him, he he thinks he's historic. So much like Winston Churchill, right? You ever see that uh, Winston Churchill monologue where he's like, we were found on the beachhead? We will fight in the field. We will fight in the Primrose. We'll fight. Who are we fighting? Hitler, sir. Hitler! That's right! I forgot! Did you ever see that? No? Oh. Huh. You must not be familiar with the historic figure of Joe Biden. One final thing so that we set the table here perfectly, okay? Gotta put a little meat on this bone. Lucky for us, before even the Department of Justice straight up admitted Joe Biden has dementia and is unfit to stand trial, therefore unfit for office, Joe Biden's own White House admitted it. If you were paying attention, you already were able to see that officials inside of the Biden regime Protecting the resident of the White House on hidden camera told us that Joe Biden has early onset stage dementia. Now, they didn't say dementia, they just explained all the symptoms of dementia and said that's definitely what Joe Biden has. James O'Keefe, we are thankful he joined us last Friday. James O'Keefe brought you this information undercover hidden camera. Let's go. Biden is
3: doing, I love his policies. I just just seeing, just witnessing,
4: it just looks, it's a bad look. I mean, he can't struggle to talk.
3: Yes. Yes, he's no Barack Obama.
4: Is he going to be the the nominee?
3: Yes. And she will be the vice president, nominee. Yeah, I don't... There was a debate about removing her from the ticket, Uh but... Sadly,
5: they do. Uh, I agree with everything Biden is doing. It's just his cognitive ability. Like I have yeah. a grandfather yeah. who has he's 91, Okay. and Joe Biden is worse than my grandfather who has dementia. Yeah, you know he's sort oh, of I know. walking like this, and he's yeah. sort of like. You know, and I, and I think
4: that voters are going to look at that yeah, and it's going to hurt I us. know. I, I think that independents are going to look at that and they're going to be like, I can't deal with that. But with him, I yeah, mean, I know.
3: know.
1: He's got I know. dementia.
3: Uh, yeah. Well, he has a clinic fee yet. No. Yeah. Um, but he's definitely slowing yeah.
1: down. My question is,
4: all the people, like your colleagues or the White House or whatever, do they get it? Do they know that?
5: You know?
1: I think that they probably do,
3: but no one in modern history has ever said, like, we're not going to re-nominate the president for a second term. <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: That just hasn't happened.
4: Like, so they know that he has those issues. I think so. They're not going to say it. They're not going to say it publicly.
0: James O'Keefe, don't miss the headline here. James O'Keefe said Joe Biden has dementia. And the White House staffer says he hasn't been tested clinically yet. But yeah, that's what he said. It's on the tape. That guy is the cybersecurity director of the White House. That man works literally inside the executive office building. You'd think he'd know. Maybe he's not good at his job. I mean, He's going on a Tinder date with James O'Keefe wearing a pair of sign It's James O'Keefe. The James O'Keefe Tinder disguise, a pair of glasses. But here we are. The White House is admitting it. And ladies and gentlemen, now the entire world knows. Get ready for this. Brand new to the show, a special segment that we will carry through the election in 2024, if we make it that far. The Biden health update. Let's go. <laughs> That's so great, Royce. Royce built that. Royce and his team built that. The re- great Rolls Royce. Let us know what you think. <laughs> this sounds really dark. Here we go, baby. Biden's own Department of Justice says he has diminished faculties and memory. Says he doesn't remember who he is. Doesn't remember when he was vice president. Doesn't remember the death of his kid. That makes a lot of sense because he dies about the he lies about the death of his kid. Bo Biden. Tragedy. Bo Biden died of a brain tumor. But Joe Biden tells you day and night that Joe Biden died in Iraq. Bo Biden died in Iraq. Joe Biden, Bo Biden. So why would you lie about your kid's death? Don't make no sense. Why would you do that? Like it's such a grotesque thing to do. Must be if you lie about your son's death, then you either one, don't even remember it, or two, you're like a goblin, such a goblin for power that you would not acknowledge your own grandchild and use your kids in hospital beds as props. Oh, okay. Well, maybe it's both. In fact, here's the report, ladies and gentlemen, and it's really something else. Really, really quite amazing. According to the report, and I read to you directly from it, Joe Biden did not remember when he was vice president. He did not remember even within several years when his son Bo died. And his memory appears hazy when describing the Afghanistan debate, which he was once so important to him. The special counsel report found that Joe Biden did maintain classified documents. Joe Biden was never elected president, so he had no right to do this, unlike Donald Trump, who has full constitutional power to do so. And that Joe Biden did, in fact, share those documents with his biographer, ghostwriter, so Joe Biden, oh, where have I heard that before? Joe Biden's flaunting around classified documents. Whole, only difference is constitutionally, Donald Trump has the right to do this, the plenary power to classify, declassify, because he was the chief executive and will be again. And so there's something very, very different here. But I would argue, and I'm going out on a limb here, maybe, but I would argue that this is worse than charging Joe Biden. They said the reason why they can't charge Joe Biden is not because he didn't, and let's put up the full report, please. Not because he didn't do this. They said he did do it. Joe Biden did hoard classified documents, kept them for himself, knew exactly what he was doing. Dirty old jackass. He blamed his staff for this, by the way. The reason why they're not charging Joe Biden is because no jury would convict him because he has dementia. I kid you not. From the special counsel report, reading to you the language of the special counsel report, we've also considered that at a trial, Mr. Biden would present himself at a trial. So saying that we can totally bring this to trial, but why won't they? Let's listen. Would present himself to a jury as he did in our interview as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly old man with a poor memory. It'd be difficult to convict him Because, well, a jury would not be able to establish that a man well into his 80s is guilty of a serious felony that requires mental state of willfulness. My goodness gracious. So what they're saying is that Joe Biden would not be able to be convicted because everyone would see that Joe Biden doesn't have the capacity to even know where the bathroom is who his son is, who he was. Joe Biden couldn't remember when he was vice president. Although Joe Biden does consider himself a historic figure, (laughs) here also, according to the documents. Here you go, baby. Joe Biden has long seen himself as a historic figure. Isn't that amazing? Doesn't that tell you everything? And the reason why Joe Biden wasn't dropping, many people said maybe he'd drop out last night when he did a press conference. Nope. The reason he didn't drop out is because, well, everything else, hubris. Pride cometh before destruction. And here we have Joe Biden. During that career, Biden has long seen himself as a historic figure. (laughs) Elected to the Senate at the age of 29, he considered running for president as early as 1980 and did so in 88, 2008, and 2020. Mm. He believed his record during the decades in the Senate made him worthy of the presidency. (laughs) Oh, oh my. Really? What record exactly? Locking up hundreds of thousands of black guys for doing a scintilla of the amount of crack that your son did on camera? Not just that your son did in total, Joe, but that your son did on camera while filming it with a GoPro attached to his head, apparently. Jeez, what a nightmare. Check out these headlines. Here's the New York Post from this morning. Just unbelievable. So you'd assume the New York Post. New York Post is uh You know, goes hard on Joe Biden, relatively center right, elderly man with a poor memory. Look at that, and look at those boxes down in the corner. Here's where they kept. Here's where Joe Biden kept his classified documents. Check this out. Such an important, such an important like uh, issue here, and it's just a, it's just a quick one. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but um, filth. People who tolerate filth and disorder and disgusting environments, uh, and filthy environments like this. The classified documents were in an old, dirty, rotted, filthy, hairy dog bed. That's where they were kept, according to a report. There they are, sitting there next to the, uh, let's see, what's, what do you got there? A walker. You got some dried flowers that Jill's about to press onto her newest bath, bath curtain dress. Uh, you got some like clutter and rubbish. You got an old treadmill in the back there. Ah, gross. Look at boxes of crap, garbage. Joe Biden, there's a mansion, giant mansion. This is where Joe Biden keeps his most precious possession, the Corvette. Remember, the Corvette, the door was closed, the garage door was closed. That's why you know that the classified documents are secure. Don't mind the cleaning maid has a Chinese accent. Don't worry about that. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen. So, Just a quick point here. Orderliness and cleanliness is close to godliness. Keep that in mind. Because people who are able to live in filth and filthy environments, that is simply a outward reflection of your internals, your internal moral state, your internal mental state. A lot of these crazy-ass horrors—sorry if this is you, but these are facts— A lot of these crazy ass hoarders like they're they're cuckoo in the brain. And so their 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 living conditions are cuckoo as well and quite repulsive to the rest of us. Make sure you order your life. The fact that Joe Biden can live like that and this is where he shuffled off to shove his documents into a dirty old dog bed. uh, That tells you everything you need to know about Joe Biden and where like where his state is mentally and morally aside. So the New York Post mean to Joe Biden, that's pretty common. That happens once a week. But the New York Times being mean to Joe Biden, holy cannoli guacamole. Check this out. This is the front page of the New York Times. Now, this is not normal. So New York Times has like five articles in a row of like Joe Biden's mental incapacity. And what does this mean? This means the bat signal has gone out, baby. Here we go. Joe Biden, Eight word verbal slip put Biden age back at the center, 2024. For President Biden, special counsel's report, legal execution, and it's a political nightmare. Five takeaways from the special counsel's report. Oh, baby. And I I know another one hitting Jill, who deserves, by the way, uh, all of the ire for this because Joe Biden's the one allowing it. Joe Biden's, you know, the wife. How dare, how can you say you love somebody when you do something like this to them? When you use their like warmed over Muppet body for power? What kind of a person are you, right? Check this out. This is from uh, the Western Australian. (laughs) This is how, this has gone international. Weekend at Biden's. These are the newspapers. Across the country. Remember when they said that Donald Trump was a national embarrassment and other countries might judge us? Hmm. Curious that. Looks like uh, Australia, well, has gone full death CON nuclear weekend at Biden's. The meme and the Photoshop and everything. Good for them, by the way. Good for them. It's a great cover. Ladies and gentlemen, the headlines have been brutal, but I want to play you one that is particularly savage. I want to play you one that is just unbelievable. There is this Good Morning America clip uh right here D2. Is Good Morning America clip. That is just wild. So, Good Morning America is like absolute CIA propaganda, okay? This is like an this this is like a you you should expect to never hear anything negative about Joe Biden ever. But if you woke up this morning, and you're a lib and you're living on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, you flip open your New York Times and you spit out your coffee. Your New York Times is ruined, so you need to go get your news from somewhere else. You turn on Good Morning America, and this is what you see.
4: In fact, George, I don't recall the last time I saw the president this angry, Biden furious and frustrated, ripping into the special counsel for questioning his memory and recall in this hastily arranged press event. The president doing a little bit of damage control as his legal exoneration now threatens to become a political liability. Overnight, President Biden defiant, defending his handling of classified information and his memory, firing back at special counsel Robert Herr after he declined to prosecute the president, but raised questions about Biden's mental
2: acuity. Their task was to make a decision about whether to move forward with charges in this case for any extraneous commentary they don't know. What they're talking about?
4: Biden, well aware his age is a top concern for voters, defending himself.
2: That's my so memory has gotten worse, Mr. No, president. My, my memory is not my memory is fine. My memory. Take a look at what I've done since I become president. None of you thought I could pass any of the things that I got passed. How'd that happen?
4: The report concludes the president should not face charges, saying Biden would likely present himself to a jury as he did during our interview of him as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. The special counsel describing Biden's recollection as painfully slow and his memory hazy, writing that Biden did not remember even within several years when his son Bo died.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is Jason Miller's tweet. Jason Miller's tweet about this segment is really important. Jason Miller, one of the uh, premier messengers for Donald Trump and one of Donald Trump's most senior advisors, sharing screenshots from this morning. Holy smokes. Look at how brutal. This one, painfully slow. Look at that. You know, a lot of people watch the news in the gym. They don't actually hear what's going on. Look at the next one. Hazy. Dude, the hit's gone out. I mean, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, and then look at the look at the screen next screenshot. They're going out of their way. Something's changed. Something's changed. There is a uh man, there's a sea change. Even CNN admitting these headlines write themselves. Watch.
6: Uh, But I think there is also a potentially uh, very damaging political headline that we really need to take a beat uh, to talk about uh, as well. And that is simply put uh, that the president is an elderly man with a bad memory. Uh, If you look through the report and I'm just uh, still going through uh, every page of this, but if you go through it, Uh, There is a detailed explanation here for why the special counsel's office decided not to bring criminal charges uh, against the president. And at various junctures, the report uh, mentions the president's memory and memory issues being a factor. For example, it says uh, the president's memory was significantly limited, both during his recorded interviews with the ghostwriter that Evan was talking about uh, in 2017 And in his interview with our office in 2023, Uh, it also makes a reference at another point in the report. Mr. Biden's uh, limited precision and recall during his interviews, again, with the ghostwriter and with the special counsel's office, Uh, it also. Talks about how President Biden could present himself to a jury as a quote sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man uh, with a poor memory. Now I don't have to tell you uh, that these headlines sort of write themselves.
0: Headlines write themselves. I mean, holy smokes, man! Like what, what you? What rabbit hole have we gone down? How far does it go? Good Morning America is lashing out at Biden. CNN lashing out at Biden. New York Times. Western Australia. Are you watching from Australia? We've got plenty of people who watch from Australia. Shout yourself out in the comment section. If you're watching from Australia right now, let us know in the comments. If there is a comment, let's let's pop it up. Maybe you're from Western Australia. Maybe you got that issue today. If you did, get me one. Ship it to me. I'll pay for it. We'll put it up in the studio. I I want that. This cover. Can we put the cover up? This cover. The Western Australia Weekend at Biden's. It's great. This is a work of art. I totally want, I want one of these. We'll put it in the studio. If you're from Western Australia, let me know. So we're gonna play you everything, but like we gotta we gotta we gotta come home, right? How did Fox News cover this? Holy moly, and Fox News getting the first question of Biden at his uh hastily arranged press conference that night. Check this out. You mentioned it's a lengthy report. It says, quote, in his interview with our office, meaning the special counsel's office, Mr. Biden's memory was worse. He did not remember when he was vice president, forgetting on the first day of the interview when his term ended, quote, if it was 2013, when did I stop being vice president, question mark, and forgetting on the second day of the interview when his term began. He did not remember even within several years when his son Bo died and his memory appeared hazy when describing the Afghanistan debate that was once
1: so important to him. Uh, So that might be the reason that we're seeing the lawyer for the president mention that there is an inappropriate aspect to these comments.
0: So, okay, (laughs) we'll get to the inappropriate aspect in just a second. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, in order to try and stave this off in a in the professional PR world. This is called getting in front of a story. Joe Biden went and planned a hastily arranged press conference at the White House last night. Now, Joe Biden never talks to the press, never takes questions, but somebody decided to put a plank right down the back of his shirt, put him on a dolly and wheel Joe Biden out to literally scream and ramble for about 10 minutes and then to scream and ramble for another five minutes at reporters before shuffling off Um, with a full set of depends on and messing up the name of the president of Egypt or Mexico, confusing the two of them, calling the president of Egypt a sissy and then forgetting when his son died while raging about how he doesn't forget when his son died. We kid you not. No, that's not some type of fantasy dream that we've concocted. It's literally something that happened live on TV last night. Please enjoy. Here's Joe Biden addressing the mental decline in the report.
2: In addition, I know there's some attention paid to some language in the report about my recollection of events. There's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business. Let me tell you something. Some of you have commented, I wear since the day he died, every single day, the rosary he got from Our Lady of... Every Memorial Day, we hold a service, remembering him, attending by friends and family and the people who loved him. I don't need anyone. I don't need anyone to remind me when he passed away or passed away.
0: Okay. Got to be touched. Got to be sensitive to these issues, right? Guy lost his son. Not trying to make fun of that. That's a tragedy. Okay. So let me, let me set the table here. That's a tragedy. We're not making fun of that. We can, however, hold the resident of the White House to his words. And what are his words? Well, one, Alex, just give me an article like one. He's lied about where his son died many, many times. So like at least a dozen times. He's said his son died in Iraq. Not true. His son was the attorney general of Delaware. He wore a suit to work every single day. His son was going to work. He had a brain tumor. It's a tragedy. Sucks. Not something we're trying to make fun of. But dude, you're the guy who brought it up. You're the guy who keeps lying about it to military audiences too. He's he's always talking to like the troops somewhere and he brings this up. He freaking lies about it. Biden repeats false claim that his son died Iraq again and again and again. Do you have somebody who served in your family? If so, shout them out in the comment section. Do you have someone who served in your family? I got, boy, I got brothers who went to Iraq, Afghanistan, people up late at night. Half my my wife's family was in the service. Good, honorable men. Many of them are still in. So like, what an insult. There's a word for this called stolen valor. Really important, especially for a guy who checks his watch during dignified transfers, which Joe Biden does. Ladies and gentlemen, even Snopes says this is false. Snopes is written by some guy who lives in a place that looks just like Joe Biden's garage. Pizza crust all over them, slobs, sticky Cheeto fingers, pecking away at some filthy computer board. It's probably where they got. It's like probably looks like the laboratory they made COVID in. Anyway, Snopes are like the the biggest libs in the world. They're slobs and they'll lie for they'll lie for fun. But even Snopes can't even get away with this one. Snopes, did Bo die, Biden die in Iraq? Let's scroll down, please. Eh, false. So hey, pal, you do lie about it. The special counsel's right. And then even while Joe Biden's trying to do this tough guy routine, right? He forgets like the rosary. If this rosary is so important to you, well you'd think you'd be able to like tell us where you got it. But Joe Biden goes, "Can you get a screenshot of what Joe Biden looks like when he's like feeling his rosary?" He's just like, he just glitches and stares off into the middle distance. So you're not making a really compelling case that, you know, where your son died. And that's what the report says. The report says you don't know. You forgot. It's all a tragedy. So Joe Biden was asked by Peter Ducey. Joe Biden asked by Peter Ducey. As soon as he opened himself up for questions. So he gives this big rambling, yelling, sort of like tough guy routine. And then Joe Biden get, get Peter is like, yo, um. The report says you're mentally incapable of standing trial. Like what say
2: you? Check this out. Thank you and I'll take some questions.
1: President Biden, something the special counsel said in his report is that one of the reasons you were not charged is because in his description, you are a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory.
2: I'm well-meaning and I'm an elderly man and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president and I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. That's totally bad out
1: of. your memory, and can you continue as president?
2: My memory is so bad. I let you speak. That's you, uh, that's. that's my memory has
6: gotten worse. Mr. No, president? look.
2: My memory is not. My memory is fine. My memory. Take a look at what I've done since I BECOME president. None of you thought I could pass any of the things I got passed. How'd that happen? You know, I guess I just forgot what was going on. <laughs>
0: There are ways to deal with stuff like this. It is amazing how being defensive, angry, bitter, barking at people actually proves the point. The way you lean into a joke, the way you lean into a joke is, and this is the shot of Joe Biden sort of like, like forgetting what he's going to say. The way you lean into the joke uh, or anything that is abused to attack you is you like, you like put your shoulder into it, right? That's how you actually kill the joke. The great example of this is Donald Trump on the CPAC stage talking about how he's going bald and how goofy his hair is. It was like one of the things that like people would make fun of him for, right? There was a time when they were like, Donald Trump, he's silly. He's going bald. He does a comb over. And Donald Trump wanders onto the CPAC stage and is like, look at my hair. Am I going bald? I don't know. And let people mess up his hair. That's actually how you devenomize, desensitize and suck the poison out of like an attack vector on you. It's actually really smart PR. You have to be a humble person to do it. You have to sort of own your own failings to do that. And you have to be willing to like be laughed at or be laughed with. But Joe Biden is neither. And so instead of doing the CPAC routine, of course, of course, ALX is going to have this perfectly. Of course, ALX is going to have this. It's too good. Is it worth playing? It's too good. Instead of like doing what Trump does, which is like he spun around, he spins around, he shows everyone is like a like a bald spot on his head to defang the attack vector on him. Like the, this is how you actually do it, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Well, one moment uh, here, right here.
7: By the way, what a nice picture that is. Look at that. I'd love to watch that guy speak.
2: Oh boy. That's sure so <laughs> house.
7: Oh. I try like hell to hide that ball spot, folks. I work harder. Doesn't look bad. Hey, we're hanging in.
2: We're hanging in. We're hanging in there, right? Together, we're hanging in. We've confirmed a record number,
0: so important, of circuit court. Uh, the master. How else do you ex- explain that? He's the master. Look at my bald spot. We're hanging in there. And then you turn it into an applause line. It's great. Now we're hanging in there as a country. I've covered up my bald spot and we're going to be like a bald eagle in America. And we're going to hang in there as we fly to freedom, whatever. It's so easy to do. If you're actually good at this, Donald Trump is, of course, the master. Oh, they're making fun of my hair and my bald spot. Let me show you my bald spot and show you what I do to cover it up. Do you know what that does? Like when you laugh about it, you're like, yeah, (laughs) like that makes it a joke. And then everyone's laughing and then your enemies have nothing left. Your enemies have to go trot back to their angry, bitter, salty incel lives. And like they don't have any they don't have no more ammo because you're you're in on the joke. Joe Biden is called mentally unfit by his own government. Mentally unfit by the guy who spent more time with him than anyone else on Earth. This is a really important point. The special counsel actually, well who's the last guy that got to sit down with Joe Biden for 10, 20 hours? No one, no one gets to do that. Joe Biden doesn't get to do that because Joe, Joe Biden goes upstairs in the White House, punches his life alert, right? And then gets like put in the cryogenic chamber, gets frozen in carbonite every night. Dude, like Robert Herr, the special counsel sat with Joe Biden longer than any human being alive. He knows Joe Biden's like mental state and he told us what it is. And so the best way to actually lean into that would be to like make a joke about it or something. But instead, Biden does what he always does. Literally starts screaming at the top of his lungs. Watch.
6: Mr. President, for months when you were asked about your age, you would respond with the words, watch me. Well, Many American me. people have been watching and they have expressed concerns about your age. That is they, your
2: judgment. They, that is your is judgment. To public that polls. is not they the judgment concerns. of the press.
6: They express concerns about your mental acuity. They say that you are too old. Mr. President, in December, you told me that you believe there are many other Democrats who could defeat Donald Trump. So why does it have to be you now? Why, what is your answer to that I'm
2: question? person in this country be president of the united states and finish the job i started
0: (laughs) i'm mentally fit here watch me talk about geopolitics in the world watch
2: the conduct of the response in gaza in the gaza strip has been um over the top I think that, uh, as you know, initially the president of Mexico, Sisi, did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in. I talked to him, I convinced him to open the gate.
0: President of Mexico is not Sisi. Maybe this is why we're having a border problem. That's the joke. He confused Egypt with Mexico. In the middle, of the press conference that was called pump Joe Biden full B12, right? Get them all amped up, little baggie of Coke left in the glove glove box of the beast and get all Biden all pumped up to come out and prove to everyone how sharp he is. And then he confuses Mexico with Egypt. And that becomes the headline, this headline across the world. So bad that the uh. Lubin Tubins of CNN. This man was caught uh, publicly with his pants down. Let's just say we're trying to do a family-friendly show here. Jeffrey Tubin, who is a morally cretinous individual, so of course he has (laughs) he's allowed on CNN. Uh, This guy couldn't. Joe Biden's behavior was so incomprehensible that a man who is, uh, really excited, who's very excited to give himself a hand and is quite a jerk off actually, uh, couldn't believe it Watch,
6: But this is, this is becoming a five alarm fire for the white house.
1: Mexico, Mexico. Where did that come from? I mean, that's the only thing anyone's going to remember from this. I, you know,
0: <laughs> he's right. Even Jake Tapper, through his salty, salty tears, ladies and gentlemen, had to weep and say he's tired of Joe Biden seeing dead people, as we covered at the top of the show. Watch.
1: But then there is this I see dead people thing that happened this week by President Biden. Twice he has alluded to conversations he had recently with long dead European leaders. Uh, Here is one he's talking about. This is Sunday, talking about a meeting with French President Francois Mitterrand, who died in 1996. He was he meant to be referring to the current French president, Emmanuel Macron. Not only did Biden confuse Macron and Mitterrand at another event, he mentioned meeting with Helmut Kohl, who died in 2017, again, referring to talking to Helmut Kohl. Basically the same story, by the way. And I know he's an old Irish pal. He tells a lot of stories, but like basically about saying telling the same story about 2021 uh, when Helmut Kohl had been dead for four years Um, now. I know you're saying that people in Michigan don't care if somebody confuses Matt and gets I want
4: Toronto. you to find you the vote. I will-
0: oh, yeah, okay. Got
1: it. No one cares.
0: Nobody cares if our leaders have dementia. No, I think they do, actually. And when CNN has to admit it, you're getting bad. But when MSNBC has to admit it, oh, you're getting real bad. This is our salt that lib, ladies and gentlemen, of the day. Get your salt shaker out. Okay, I want to see the salt in the comment section. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to salt the salty libs on MSNBC, trying their hardest to try and make any sense of what's going on, their world in collapse, their dreams on fire. Watch the therapy session, seething, blue-haired therapy session that is MSNBC. (laughs) Salt that lib!
7: Well, yeah, especially this line uh, that the president quoted where the report refers to him as a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. Uh, What is the word elderly doing there Uh, and poor memory? What is the test of that? Might that be Donald Trump saying, I don't recall 400 times under oath in the same deposition? Is that a good test of it? Um, the, The idea that witnesses over a 40 year discussion, 40 year discussion don't remember everything, or that someone who graduates from college in June can't tell you where the diploma is in September. Uh, that seems to be a condition that, that this uh, special prosecutor doesn't understand in the human mind. Uh, so I, I'm going to be fascinated when I can get into uh, all these hundreds of pages to see what is it that makes you stress the lack of memory in this particular case, uh, where you have this completely cooperative uh, witness, and there has never been a witness under oath anywhere, being questioned over a period of years of that witness's life where they don't say, I do not recall. It is impossible to ask witnesses questions where they answer will not be, I don't recall. And if you don't get that response, it just means you didn't ask enough questions.
1: Can I speak just on that? Because I had the same thought. It's fairly standard lawyering to advise people, even when in doubt or you think you might remember. If you can credibly say, I don't recall about something, that's a standard legal advice
0: this is all standard this is normal everything happening in the country is normal president has dementia totally normal ladies and gentlemen to talk legal issues we are happy to welcome for the first time to the show viva fry who is a absolutely wonderful political and legal commentator and scholar and who can join us to talk about some of the news out of the supreme court what the hell's happening with biden ladies and gentlemen for the first time on the benny show viva fry Welcome to the show, sir. I apologize. We had so much news to get to this oh, morning. Like, I apologize, Benny. Don't worry
5: about it. I hadn't seen that MSNBC clip. I mean, it's so wild. The The level of propaganda. I mean, it, it's it's <laughs> Stalin-esque and, and it's, they don't understand the cash 22. If, that's if, if, no, but if Joe Biden's memory is as good as they say he is, then charge him for
0: the classified documents. I mean, that was the only way he weaseled out of it. <laughs> that's a great point okay so help me make sense of this you are a lawyer so what what's going on here so no so, some people Don jr last night's like no 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 this is way more damaging by not charging him and explaining why you're not charging him do you agree with that I mean I th- politically
5: yes legally no but they've still kind of left the door open okay so mm. this guy comes to the conclusion that a, a jury would find him to be a you know a, a dawdling old man well-intentioned but forgetful so that they'd I mean that's not going to free him up from everything else that he might also be accused of but the bottom line also it's so politically damning because you can see the mental gymnastics in real time as to how they go after Trump for virtually the same things that they are now letting Biden off the hook for through some mental gymnastics of mental acuity if he's so incompetent and mentally uh unwell well i mean that's going to be the best argument for the 25th amendment to remove him from office for you know mental issues. But it just it makes a mockery of the legal system where you just see it's not two tiered. It's not hierarchy. It's lawlessness. Yeah, Biden did the virtually the exact same thing, but he's forgetful. So he gets a pass. Trump was doing it. He was a big, bad meanie keeping them on purpose. So we're going to go and indict him.
0: Everyone's got to follow Viva Fry on X and on Rumble. Your uh, your post this morning is, is great. You're saying here effectively that this means that they're done. With Joe Biden, this is the shot across the bow. Get out, old man. What say you? I, I think it's worse than
5: that. Like I, I don't know. Biden doesn't call his own press conferences, right? So th- to call this press conference after the two-hour Putin masterclass of an interview uh, with mm. Tucker. Either they are so deluded that they thought this was going to upstage Putin's two-hour interview, or they're deliberately and actively trying to sabotage Joe Biden, and I genuinely think it's the latter at this point. Nobody mm-hmm. could have thought it would be a good idea that Biden's going to come up in an a presser and outshine Putin. Whether you like what he said or you hate what Putin said, it was a two-hour history lesson, a uh, view on on geopolitics, on NATO, and then you get Joe Biden throwing together some haphazard press conference, the object of which is to defend against his alleged dementia. And when he's doing it, he confuses Mexico with Egypt. He can't remember. Th- I don't know how rosaries work, but everybody's saying he he forgot the name of the rosary. Uh, I thought he was pausing for dramatic effect, but that's because I don't know what really what rosaries do. Uh, and there was another element about it. I mean, and I he's he's actually forgetting in real time when he's coming out and saying my memory is good. It, it, it couldn't be an accident. I think they're done with Joe Biden. I predicted that he wouldn't be on the ballot like a year and a half ago. And I think that they are now making him politically um, mock worthy and mockable. And they'll find some legal basis if he doesn't go out on a 25th. Incredible. So this was all a setup, you're uh, saying? I, I don't know. Look, either it's either sabotage or he's got the dumbest people on earth working at his campaign that thought this would be a good idea. But nobody's that dumb, like nobody's that dumb. And everybody knows Biden needs protection from himself. He needs to be let off stage. He needs Jill Biden at his side. Nobody thought this could have been a good idea. And my only logical conclusion is they are making him politically expedient to brush aside on a number of reasons. Uh, either they get him on the mental uh, unwellness or they get him on actual, you know, indictable offenses and then throw someone else in to fill the gap it won't be Kamala Harris I predicted Gavin Newsom someone made a good argument for Michelle Obama but I'll stick with Gavin Newsom but what's clear is whatever administrative state was using him as a weekend at Bernie's prop for the last three years they're done with him
0: so I'd like to ask you a question that is somewhat outside of the realm of legal and more into the realm of moral. I know that you are a married man and you have a family and you have children and uh, these things are obviously precious to you. Uh, I can't get over the fact that Jill Biden is allowing this to happen to her husband. I can't get over that moral question because that seems so repugnant. It seems like this, was, this is something you do to someone you hate, not someone you love. It depends. I mean, look, everybody, everyone's the hero in their own
5: story. So I can imagine Jill Biden saying, look, this is the sacrifice we have to make because we genuinely, sincerely believe it's for the better of the country. I can see that rationale. That being said, when Fetterman was going through his depression, his uh, his also his mental unwellness and he's being propped up as a political tool just so anybody is a good body when it comes to, you know, fighting off a, a potential GOP Republican candidate. There, there's a history of exploiting people for political ends, and they're guilty of it. Whether or not the right does it, you know, has done in the past, I don't know. We're, we're talking present. So it's it's fundamentally immoral. It's fundamentally unfair. But I can see how in their own demented minds they say, it's for the greater good, and so we're going to sacrifice this old man because what other use will he serve other
0: than, you know, sitting at home and, and counting the daisies? So, so that actually blends very nicely into our next topic because the old man they're sacrificing in Colorado is of course the constitution. And that was on trial yesterday at the Supreme Court. Uh, Pretty bloody day, quite frankly, for uh, the petitioners uh, before the Supreme Court. What's your take? Well, now I didn't hear all of the oral arguments, but I've heard the summaries
5: and we predicted this. It, it was such a wild, uh, and I'll say wildly offensive decision coming out of Colorado. Y- you have political activist judges, political activist secretaries of state coming out of Maine. They're, they're players. They're not adjudicators anymore. When you have you know Judge Engelron in the New York Leticia James fraud case, mm. uh, you know on camera eight years ago boasting about how they have the tools to arrive at their foregone biased conclusions, estoppels, summary judgments, whatever. You have the Supreme Court of Colorado overturning the, uh, the lower court decision, which said, yeah, he engaged in insurrection, but I don't have the authority or the Article 14, paragraph three, whatever, doesn't apply to the president. And then you get the Supreme Court to come in and say, well, we agree with the finding of fact and we disagree with the finding of law to come to their politically uh, biased, motivated decisions. You-, you know where they want to go and you can draft it accordingly. The Supreme Court has to come in and put a heavy foot down because this is literally how you end up with, uh, what's the word? A a civil conflict. This is how you end up dividing a country when you have activist, uh, partisan political players in a state disenfranchising tens of millions of other people from other states. Because if this is where it goes, you can have one state willy-nilly, unilaterally disenfranchising millions of voters in other states. And this is how you tear a country apart in real time.
0: It really is. And it seemed as though even the left flank of the court was agreeing with this. Elena Kagan being like, can you explain why one state can decide a federal issue and who gets to be on the ballot. Uh, Katanji Brown Jackson, who's often like utterly in a haze and lost in these things, found her footing on a series of questions about like, when does this ever happen before? Um, Sotomayor got her got her gavel stuck up her nose. And so we didn't hear much from her. Um, But even the left flank was agreeing
5: Well, you got, I mean, people have to remember this as well, even coming out of Colorado, three of the three of the judges, you know, blue state judges, Democrat judges were like, I've never seen anything like this in my 30 years on the court. Self-executing insurrection clause willy nilly in the absence, let alone. Set aside, I mean, all of it, that he was acquitted uh, in the impeachment on very similar charges, that no one was charged with or convicted of insurrection, and they say it's willy-nilly self-executing. All it takes is one politically active player in a state to disenfranchise the country out of the person that they get to vote for. It's not just a Colorado issue here. And so, I mean, look, they may be politically motivated at the Supreme Court, uh, but unless they're uh, politically suicidal, unless they're state like nationally suicidal this is one of the clear-cut ones where they have to come down and say enough is enough with the stupidity already and they better do the same thing with the trump immunity claims because <laughs> you get individual states saying we get to self-execute and exclude from a ballot and then you get every state saying well we get to go and you know indict former presidents after they're out of office even if they were never impeached and convicted i mean this is how you have rogue uh, individual state actors undermining democracy and basically chilling effect is not the word but destroying the fabric of a constitutional
0: republic. Can you uh, uh, can you illuminate for our audience that exact issue? Because that is seems almost more pressing. Ripping Trump off the ballot is like kind of a comedy uh, store routine. And it's really low IQ. But the real constitutional question is, can we charge Barack Obama then with the droning of an American citizen, a teenager, Anwar al-Awlaki? Like, can we charge Joe Biden with 10 million counts of human smuggling and child smuggling?
5: It, that is the, um, what, what people don't understand is the Trump immunity claim. I mean, people take like the, the, the wildest examples. If Trump or a, any president takes out a gun and kills the White House chef because they don't like him, well, he goes to jail for that. Yeah. If he were not uh, to get impeached for that as well and, and convicted on impeachment, well, you have bigger problems in a country uh, than, you know, just a president murdering someone in the White House. The idea is that in order to prosecute, Uh, a a former president for, you know, ostensibly what they did as president while benefiting from presidential immunity, uh, it it needs to go through the constitutional process of impeachment and conviction in order for there to be the window open for subsequent uh, criminal prosecution. Because the alternative is, if you don't, and this is, you know, Robert Barnes and I talk about it all the time, and this is his knowledge, I've just absorbed it. If you don't, well, then you just have rogue state prosecutors who don't like a president after the fact going and indicting them. Uh, for, for stuff that they were never impeached for or convicted of. And so you you basically bypass this constitutional requirement that you need to do that first. And and, and reading the mental gymnastics of the um, D.C. Court of Appeal in terms of how they got to the conclusion of denying Trump immunity. I mean, they, they, they phrase it in such a way where you, you know the conclusion they're going to. They've got to come over a number of hurdles, uh, and one of which was double jeopardy. You know, he was already charged and and acquitted. For very similar acts, and they say, well, these are these are different acts, all right. And then they say, you know, the constitutional requirements of impeachment. Oh no, we don't see that anywhere in there. But they they phrase it in such a way that it's basically specific to Trump, and they'll never do it to any of their political allies. But they might do it to their political adversaries. And so Joe Biden gets unpopular enough. I mean, they're never going to prosecute him when he's out of office. But they might, you know, I- impeach him out of office. But that would be the, the politically constitutional way of doing it. So the idea is just basically. When you open that window that there is no constitutional protection for the acts of a president and any rogue Soros funded attorney general or state prosecutor can say, well, good, now we're going to ruin his life, steal his assets, lock him up in jail. You no longer have a constitutional republic. You no longer have a democracy. Why would anyone want to be president? That, well, Why would anyone want to be president? And if they ever become president, well, then they'd make sure that they could never, you know, then they'd make sure to be president forever because they know damn well if they ever stop being president politically motivated bad actors are going to try to lock them up and ruin their life
0: what a great point what a great point well hopefully that goes down in flames I, so so handicapping through 2024 what charges against trump it seems like there's a dumpster fire in georgia in fulton county it seems like oh, that, that is getting, a nightmare it's getting better that, by the day <laughs> that is like that is like a ricky lake or like a maury show like it's, it's uh uh stephen um uh, Jerry Springer. It's like really great daytime television. It is so ratchet. I love watching that crash and burn. What what charges could possibly be brought before the election uh, oh, with
5: Trump? Before the election, I think that that window is closing fast on all of them. Florida's not moving forward anytime soon. DC basically just got, um, I don't know what the word is, you know, pu- pushed off. It's not, None of this is going to happen before the election, in my humble opinion. The only question is going to be what even what even happens after election. Mm. If Trump is elected, well, okay, fine. Then there'll be pardons for the federal charges, but then you got the state charge out of Georgia, which is going to crash and burn, in my opinion, anyhow. But you got a state uh, charge out of New York as well. Uh, at some point, the Supreme Court. So is going he to have, wouldn't be able to pardon himself in state charges. That, from what I understand, no. And then there's you know the state pardon at the governor level is different by state. Georgia seems to be a uniquely difficult one where even the governor can't issue a pardon. Mm. But. Um, I don't think any of these cases are going to get to trial before election, and I don't think a great many of them are ever going to get to trial. The Stormy Daniels, I mean, do you know what's amazing, Benny? I mean, you think about this, you got George Soros financing directly or indirectly Alvin Bragg out of New York for the... Uh, the Stormy Daniels hush money payment. You got Soros funding Fannie Willis directly or indirectly out of Georgia. Uh, You got Soros funding the governor of uh, Colorado, who then appoints that, you know, bench of judges that come up with that decision. It's a wild thing. What you have is, you know, bad faith players actively trying to destroy the democracy so that they can turn it into the totalitarian regime that they're accusing Trump of, of potentially bringing back even though he never brought it in his first four years. It's important to identify the pattern here and the trends. It's, um, it's an absolute weaponization of the entire Department of Justice legal system, court system. And I, you know, it's about time some of the Republicans start talking about impeaching the judges that they can impeach, impeaching mm-hmm. the attorney generals that they can impeach, disbarring them subsequently. Uh, and not a question of like fighting fire with fire, just a question of fighting injustice with justice. These are bad faith actor players who are demonstrably, uh, at least in, in Georgia and elsewhere, breaking the law to do it. It's time to start uh, you know, fighting unfairness with fairness, impeach them and put the, put the fire to them. Even if they don't get convicted, maybe they'll think twice about being so egregious
0: about their corruption. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, that's the only thing the communist understands is force. And Mike Tyson has a great quote that everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. And, you know, you have to actually you have to actually experience the hell that you're putting somebody else through to realize that, well, maybe I shouldn't do that again. It's how it works in parenting, actually, is what a spanking is all about. Uh, my final question for you, Viva. This is in your professional estimation, this is hurt Democrats far more than it's hurt Trump. They're empirically from a data perspective. I now, mean, you can just see that these indictments are re- this is a this is a horrible miscalculation politically. It, it's so
5: well, OK, and I'll just also clarify, by the way, I no longer practice law and I've never been happier. <laughs> now, With that said, I still have yeah. my 13 years of active practice and four years of study. Of uh, but then this is also this is empirical observation. Uh, I say statistically from the polling, it, it's never driven Trump's numbers higher. That's the obvious uh, ob- observable phenomenon. It's so obvious that it does lend some people to think maybe this is all a plan to get Trump into office. And, you know, there's some, I'd not say 4D level chess, but 4D level corruption happening here. Who the hell knows? Um, but by polling numbers, it's just, you know, ordinarily when you adopt a bad strategy, you stop, back up and rethink things unless you're a Democrat, in which case you double down, triple down, quadruple down. Uh, so from the from the polling numbers, it's been phenomenal for Trump and he's let everyone know. From a credibility perspective, I do. I don't know if this is too white pill of my own optimism. I think a great many people who thought of themselves as as lefties or even centrists are now realizing they're they're out of their gourd crazy, and they're now pushing me to what you know is commonly referred to as the extreme right or the uh, extreme MAGA Republican. If you listen to Hakeem Jeffries, so I think even politically, uh, as far as minorities go, and I, and I, I might be more optimistic in terms of how the black vote is going to go this election than last election, uh, Latino vote. But I think from everyone's perspective, on the one hand, Democrats and minorities are now saying they don't care about us, uh, you know, but for the fact that they can control our vote. And when they no longer need it, they throw us under the bus. So I think from all perspectives, it's just devastating. But most importantly, from an international credibility perspective, you get Putin interviewing with Tucker Carlson saying your country is in shambles, who the hell are you to lecture me on morality, authoritarianism, uh, tyranny, etc. You no longer have that moral authority when you go lock up journalists, when you go, and I say, when you finance the Ukrainian regime to lock up journalists, Gonzalo Lir, and kill them in jail. When you go and persecute your political opponents to put them in jail, their family, you steal their assets, Mm. who the hell are you to lecture any tyrant, so-called tyrant on the international scale, you've lost that moral authority. That's the biggest consequence in all of this that I don't think people really truly appreciate.
0: Yeah, I'm not certain we could ever get that back, but I mean, you know, like here's to trying, right? Like you put your feet down here, you dig your boots in, and this America's always been a very messy experiment, a constitutional republic is, and we appreciate you fighting alongside of us. Viva well, you- Fry. Everybody go follow. Thank you very much. I fled huh? from Canada to come here if if the
5: US falls, <laughs> there's nowhere else to go.
0: <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. You could go back to the uh the home country of Justin Trudeau, Cuba. Yeah. Thank you, Viva. Thank you very much, Benny. Hot speed, one. man. Thanks, ladies and gentlemen. There's such a uh, such a perfect explanation as to what happened yesterday at the Supreme Court, and it's so funny. We could play the oral arguments; they're really, really good. Um, how long is clip P? Okay, we've got to play you one oral argument with Clarence Thomas. Clarence Thomas is dropping, dropping the hammer on the lib petitioner in the Supreme Court. You can hear the lib petitioner actually wet himself, um, begin to like seethe and furiously sip his soy latte. Uh, and you can hear like whatever like small hope he had in in potentially winning this case, like get crumpled up and turn to ash in this 40 seconds. Enjoy.
2: That would suggest that there would at least be a few examples of uh, national uh, candidates being uh, disqualified. If your reading is correct. Well,
1: there were certainly national candidates who were disqualified by Congress refusing to seat
2: them. I understand that, but that's not this case. If you are right, what are the examples?
1: Well, Your Honor, the examples are states excluded many candidates for state office, individuals holding state offices.
2: I I understand the states controlling state uh, elections and state positions. What we are talking about here are national candidates. Mm -hmm.
0: So Clarence Thomas going, can you name anything? Can you cite a single example? We've been around for 250 years as a country. This Supreme Court has been around for 250 years. So can you name one time that this has happened? Give me an example. Nothing. So Donald Trump, of course, masterfully has a press conference after that. Uh, the, The absolute pistol whipping at the Supreme Court. Many people are handicapping that the Supreme Court will possibly go 9-0 in favor of Donald Trump on this. It is going to be like, I hope that you have rubber dinghies and long galoshes, rubber galoshes to to wade through the salty tears that will flow down your streets when the Supreme decides 9-0 that Donald Trump must run for president again. There will be one channel that you should watch, however, and it is CNN. During Donald Trump's remarks after this landmark Supreme Court case, CNN did something hysterical. CNN decided to cut back to their absolute asshat goof troop, uh, total goblin level commentators, hissing and coughing and cackling inside of the studio for some reason. Uh, and show us exactly who they all really are. It really is amazing. This is live during Trump's press conference, very important press conference. Instead of letting Trump speak, they go to this, watch.
7: You wouldn't have any of the problems that we have today. And you certainly had a, a broke
2: Iran and now you have a very rich Iran. Iran was broke when I left. They had no money to give to Hamas. They had no. Okay, money
1: to to uh, I think we've gotten uh, all the legal analysis we're going to get out of President Trump. <laughs> you know, it's odd there because can I just? This was that? actually an opportunity for her to come him to come out that? and, and it's say.
7: Well, it's not because it was. He wants to talk about himself. Right. He doesn't want to talk about the Supreme Court and say, "Oh, the Supreme Court did a nice job
0: today." He just wants to talk but, about what's on his mind can I, himself.
4: Can I just say, someone didn't tell him. That this sounded like good news for him.
0: So instead of letting the president speak. They cut to George Conway going. (laughs) (laughs) And then speaking, I've never heard George Conway speak. He sounds like a castrated hamster. He sounds like a uh, an otter who's had a vasectomy. uh, With a spatula the hell is wrong with this guy this is like the high testosterone lawyer of the left No wonder we're winning oh my god we're just gonna crush these people ladies and gentlemen i wouldn't want you to actually watch that clip um on your screen of course you should be watching it on the newest piece of technology that of course has been purchased by our intrepid executive producer of this program, the great ALX, who joins us from the future. Let's go to the ALX update. Oh, I thought you were going to be wearing it.
3: I can if you want.
0: Oh, yeah, put <laughs> yeah. it on, baby. Put it on. All right, boring. let's see it. This is the ALX the ALX Apple Vision Pro update. Nope, got it. Okay, there you go. All right. He's ready to. He's going skiing. I can't. I
3: can't see anything right now because they're not on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> great. This is a great four grand. This is a really awesome four, four grand ALX. Turn them. I didn't turn them on. Okay. <laughs> this is uh, an important uh, shot of what ALX looks like during the weekends. Uh, right here, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Okay. There's a. Here's okay. And there's. Do the, do the, the <laughs> <laughs> Good, poor you can't even see us oh, trolling. Boy. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. ALX, how do you like your Apple Vision Pro? Um,
3: they are pretty cool. I mean, I'm still exploring all of the features. Um, there's, there's me live posting on X. Um, we also have a video that I, I sent in that shows what a, a workspace could look like. My first complaint was that it's kind of harder to like type because you know, it's just like a learning curve. But what you can do actually is you can cast your laptop screen like anywhere in the room and you can type on your laptop still and still have the setup. But if we throw up that video, it gives you a, a pretty pretty good idea of um, you know, what what it could be used for a workspace and not for being out in public like a zombie like You know, we've all seen the videos of people in subways or people just like, you know, walking around like zombies with them, which is not how I'd like to use them.
0: I want to let you all know my official stance on this, uh, which is that I think that they look absolutely stupid. I think these are like made for the pod people and I don't like it because I come from an old I come from an old old fashioned world where it's like you're sitting too close to the TV. Sitting too close to the TV. And now the TVs are like locked to your brain, but but I encourage our staff here and especially ALX, who's technology forward, to to use the latest technology. And this is what it looks like: ALX
3: yeah, using technology. You can connect to the laptop screen right there, and then the laptop screen is right there in front of you, and you can move it wherever you like um so that's me scrolling on the laptop there's all of their news channels right there could can monitor and then um on the side um there's there's x and there's um right there you could see right there there's all the polling so i could put that anywhere in my room or wherever um, so that's and there's a little bonus thing at the end uh, let's see if We get to it. Yep. There's our video of Trump Tower right at the top um, (laughs) on on our ceiling. And I can scroll like that to any point. I can put it at any speed I want and then you know move it wherever. So that's what I kind of would like to use it for is work because you as you know, I have many screens and many tabs open monitoring many things at once. Um but to clarify, I agree that people out in public should be publicly shamed for using them in public. (laughs)
0: Okay. All right. No, you, no no, living in the pod here. No eating the bugs. I know for a fact that ALX does not eat bugs and has a 100% steak and bourbon diet. Uh, it Correct. sounds like somebody was celebrating and it, somebody deserves some celebration. Tucker doesn't drink, but if he did, he'd maybe be having a sip of some of the finest Russian vodka out there because Tucker Carlson uh, is on his way to having one of the most watched interviews in history. Can you tell me about this launch last night, Alex?
3: Yep, highly anticipated launch. He launched it on his site first, and then about 10 minutes later, he launched it on X. Uh, went very viral. Uh, the most you know noteworthy parts of it were the Elon Musk mention and the Nord Stream mention. Uh, he mentioned Trump once in passing, just, just saying that he had a good relationship with him. Um, and then like, also he touched on like George Bush and, and Bill Clinton and how Bill Clinton offered for Russia to join NATO at one point. Um, and then ever, this is getting a lot of attention when Tucker, uh, asked him why he in, invaded Ukraine. Um, he gave an entire like history lesson of like 20 plus minutes. So like people are like doing memes of like the folder, um, and it's like saying, "Oh, my me to my wife. I never said that." My wife panning the folder <laughs> with like 20, twenty minutes worth of stuff. I've been seeing that memed a lot, so I think that's the top memed moment out of it. Uh, but yeah, it's <laughs> it's doing numbers um, on X right now. One hundred twenty-seven million views.
0: And that's what is the uh, what is the record? D- Tucker Carlson has an interview that has like four hundred million views. No,
3: four hundred million with with Malay, I believe, is is his highest so far. And what about um, with Trump? Yeah, I think the Trump one is at like—is it at like 150 or 200 now? Um, I have to keep back, like going back and checking it because it keeps going up. But yeah, I, I think that's up- his number two is the Trump one.
0: So put up the uh, put up the Vladimir Putin meme one more time. Um, this is what it looks like every single day when I'm like, ALX, give me all of the uh, give me all of the reasons why Elon Musk is the best. Head of a social media company and, huh. and alx goes oh i've been waiting for this question how much yep. time do you have in fact putin putin was asked a question about elon can you set the table uh for this clip
3: yeah so the question was about ai and uh the dangers of ai and uh putin said that it was a threat to humanity um and then he brought up the fact that Neuralink had their first human implant and then he said that elon is a very smart and and like a dangerous guy. And he's like, you yeah, we we'll want to be on his good side or whatever. Uh, but Elon will do what Elon will do. And he'll essentially do what he wants. So it seems that maybe the one person that Vladimir Putin is somewhat intimidated by would be Elon Musk um, <laughs> kind of seemed that way from, from what he said. He's like, yeah, I don't want to F with him. So
0: remarkable. Ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, the ALX update clip of the day. Let's go. Over.
3: Mankind is currently facing many threats. Due to the genetic researches, it is now possible to create a superhuman, a specialized human being, a genetically engineered athlete, scientist, military man. There are reports that Elon Musk had already had a chip implanted in the human brain in the USA.
2: What do you think of that?
3: Well, I think there's no stopping Elon Musk. He will do as he sees fit. Nevertheless, you need to find some common ground with him, search for ways to persuade him. I think he's a smart person, I truly believe he is. So you need to reach an agreement with him because this process needs to be formalized and subjected to certain rules.
0: So, that dude's scared of Elon Musk.
3: Yeah, it seems, it seems that way. Someone who would consider themselves one of the most powerful men in the world. is like, Elon's not even a world leader. And now like he is going to be the, the person, essentially, to control AI and then uh, Neuralink, which will give you the ability to control things with your mind uh, further down the line. Right now, it's only for disabled people um, who lost limbs or whatever that want to say, use a smartphone or, uh, connect to, uh, different electronics and stuff.
2: So yeah, sure. And
0: And radiation technology was only for x-rays, you know, nobody was ever going to make an atom bomb. Yeah.
3: Right. Right now it is only for that. But again, obviously down the line, that's, that's what it's going to come to. So OK,
0: stepping, step, obviously, leaving aside the moral questions here, which is his own show, kind of amazing that these two guys are talking about Elon Musk, knowing that this interview is going to go viral on a platform that Elon Musk know, owns. The interview is only possible because of Elon Musk. I mean, am I wrong?
3: Yeah. And um, Tucker even mentioned that when he when he like explained why he was doing the interview and he said, when I drop it on X, Elon has guaranteed that he's not going to censor and suppress. Uh, what I post here. Um, and, you know, community notes is fair game for anyone on the platform, is what Elon's initial reply was when he brought that up. Um, but the thing is, corporate media would never let him do this interview. As we've already discussed before, the NSA was trying to stop him. And mm. the Biden administration uh, spent, sent the NSA to spy on him when he was with Fox News. So now that he's on his own, there's kind of no shackles around him. Um, and he can post it on his own platform and then he, which he now has built, but originally he only really had Twitter then, um, <laughs> now X and he's posting the full thing on X. So that's why like journalists are all freaking out is because they can't control what he's going to put out. And he, he said that this is the full unedited version, obviously, uh, only with the translation edited in, but this is full conversation unedited. Uh, which is unheard of in in cable news. Obviously, they cut for time, but they cut for content as well. And you know, Fox would probably cut certain things. So, especially about the Ukraine thing, they probably wouldn't have left that whole thing in. Um, so, yeah, it's it's actually huge that he mentioned Elon. And I'd like to see what Elon's reaction is. I know he watched it. I don't think he reacted to um, Putin's comment on him quite yet, though.
0: So a final question for you on this. Tucker did a lot of good with his interview. I'm I'm shocked, actually, to see sort of the broad praise. Greg Gutfeld was praising Tucker last night. He's not allowed to do that. Greg Gutfeld is not allowed to talk about Tucker. Like various people from like, ver- like centrist organizations are saying this is a spectacular interview, in fact. Uh, various people who are like the biggest champions of the Ukraine war, like Ben Shapiro, are like, this is an awesome interview. You need to watch this, actually. Um, and so, uh, like Tucker, uh, other than like the leftist extremes, Tucker's getting huge praise for the, is this sort of like the, what, what's the general empathy towards this interview, uh, across the online space?
3: One of the most viral ones that, um, I've seen was what Glenn Greenwald pointed this out. And there were a few others, the wall street journal reporter that, uh, was arrested, um, he actually like pled with him to release him and then send him home with him like and Mm. take him back to the u.s um and he pressed like uh, on that for like 15 minutes and that's something that say an american journalist wouldn't do to biden on someone like julian assange or Mm. you know a journalist that we would uh, technically be prosecuting um And I've been seeing that get a lot of praise from people that I wouldn't expect. But then still with corporate media, they haven't given that attention. Um, although that's something that was brought up. They're like, oh, he probably won't ask that he jailed journalists and all of that type of stuff. Um and he and he brought it up and pressed him on it. So that's that's one of the I think big surprises of the interview because people went in there thinking that he's going to be a mouthpiece of the Kremlin and all of that. And he asked him actual questions that got putin upset and then i'm not sure if you watched it but after the interview tucker recorded like his own download of it like a 10 minute piece it's on his uh, site for like subscribers and that's what he said he said putin went in there expecting us to be friends and i think he was visibly angry by the end um with some of some of the questions i asked so Hmm. uh people people expect it or i mean corporate media expected it to be a puff piece and for him to uh, boost the Kremlin and be a mouthpiece. And he actually asked some adversarial questions. So
0: in conclusion to ALX, I think this is now empirical. Corporate media is dead, man. Like mm. Tucker has just proven we've been proving sort of like our the, the growth of this show and like the way that you and I have been like hustling and grinding and building here with our incre- the incredible team at our show. And God bless all of you uh, for making this possible. And we are trying to build the company correctly. But what Tucker's does is it has brought like this old world gravitas of somebody with 30 plus years of a broadcast pedigree into the space, into the independent media space. And that has now, I think, crystallized forever the death of the corporate model.
3: You agree? Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and this is the other thing too, is like corporate media, they are controlled by uh, you know whoever is going to put them on their air. So they don't own that platform, but Tucker owns his own platform and Tucker, and now on X, you can post whatever you want without editorial guidelines. There's no one telling you what to do, what to post, what you can and can't say, who you can and can't interview. Um, And then the other thing is you can watch it whenever you want. You can go to Tucker's page or his website and watch whatever, whenever you want. Uh, With corporate media, it's kind of, you're stuck with like commercials and you're stuck to their schedule and all of that type of stuff so people even in in the streaming generation are ditching something like a Fox nation or whatever and then going to more convenient and more independent uh, minds uh, say like our show like it's it, it's more accessible and people are gonna go to the more accessible and the less controlled voices that they want to listen to so I think that's why corporate media is is done,
0: ladies and gentlemen. The number of the number of interviews that I do, or the number of conversations I have with people, and I bring up ALX, and they're like, "Wait, ALX, <laughs> AL- the guy, the guy on X, like that guy? <laughs> oh wow, you work with him? You should be one of those people. You should follow ALX. Here is his X page. He is rounding the corner on seven hundred thousand subs." And you should be one of them. Never miss a news cycle or a news second if you follow ALX. ALX, thank you, sir. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are going to be beginning a brand new segment of the show. I know we've already gone quite late on this show. There's too much news. Too much news. Luckily, we have two guests to talk about, the two big other stories we wanted to talk about and cover today, Supreme Court and Tucker Carlson. But we are going to be taking questions from our brigade. The Benny Brigade, of course, uh, is the fastest growing independent members only exclusive club where you will get access to us, our show, special events, special gear, the Benny Brigade keychain, ladies and gentlemen, that is made right here in America. And access to our show, our guests, and asking questions. So, ladies and gentlemen, the Ask Benny Anything. Do we have a stinger for this, Royce? Yeah. Do we really? It's an older one, but yeah. Oh, we got an older stinger. Okay, let's let's dust it off and and go with it. <laughs> gotten better at those (laughs) to get a new one all right here we go from annie puffer Annie puffer puffer sorry about that Uh, if it is pronounced differently reading not my strong suit was it legal for rana to use rnc money on herself why on earth would she be left as a figurehead at the rnc of course she shouldn't be we've done everything annie to ensure that Rana has a horrific time at the RNC and we've now won and been victorious this week. Thank you for your assistance in that. Uh, Rana Romney is the wrong person for the wrong time. Um, Nothing personal. She just sucks at her job and other people who suck at their job demonstrably and empirically need to be fired. That's how it works in meritocracy. I thought that's what our party was about. And so Rana should be fired. Rana retains power through corruption, Ron retains power through fat RNC contracts paid out to the people that need to vote for her. I have this on good authority. And from insider information, we're working to um, go public with all that. But ladies and gentlemen, let's just say that the, the entire RNC, the rotted RNC facade is beginning to come crumbling down. And Annie, your question is correct because the uh, it foresees the next thing that must happen at the RNC, which is a forensic audit of all of our money that has been donated in, you know, what's the, why would anyone donate to the RNC? To get access to us, the voter base. And so it's technically our money, meaning like it's it's raised because you're representing us, the Republican Party. And so we have a right to see what you've done with that money. Now we've already published r- reports here. It's a great one from Red State uh, that talks about the uh, uh, just unbelievable, I mean, if, if this was Beyonce's, spending, then you'd be like, oh, okay. Kind of makes sense. It's Beyonce, but nope. It's Ronna Romney spending this much on private jets. Scroll down, please. Spending millions on private jets, hundreds of thousands of dollars on, there's an easier breakdown. Please go down. Hundreds of thousands of dollars on Oh well maybe it's a diff- maybe it's maybe it's different but anyway you can read the article I, we've put it up on screen we'll drop it on the show notes hundreds of thousands of dollars on private cars hundreds of thousands of dollars on cash bars on flower arrangements again if it was Beyonce then you'd be like oh okay that's normal and um, but it's Ron and McRomney. you know what isn't in this there you go limousines 200 and $63,000 for limousines. Media booking consultants? Oh, really? Media booking consultants? See, that's just fraud. That's just fraud. That's just uh, them paying their friends. So hundreds of thousands of dollars kicked right over to some fraudulent media booking consultant. Please, please. Okay. Amazing how she's never asked to be on this show. Hmm, strange that. She probably didn't want to catch the heat. From Annie, Annie, thank you so much for that question. Uh, Katie Giacobi, Katie Giacobi says, "Do you think that Vivek will be in a cabinet position, President Trump's administration?" Absolutely. I'll be upfront with you. I have personally advised Vivek, and not that I, that matters, but I'll, I'll be honest with you. Okay, I've advised like, hey, go, you should ask to be in charge of like, a, you're a young guy, you have like a good tech background, you're like seen as somebody who's very nimble. You should. You should go and ask for something that like is overseeing space travel, cryptocurrency, emergent technologies, right? AI, the stuff that we were talking about with Elon. You should oversee that stuff. Put you in a nice power position to do to like to to own the future, which you are seen as the future of the MAGA movement. And also, it's really important that you have, we have moral people overseeing the development of these styles of technologies. The worst thing that could possibly happen for Vivek is you're the director of housing and urban development. Like that's the worst thing that can happen. That he gets like locked into some swamp position and stuck in the mud. No, no, I ban it. And I hope you do too, Katie. Thank you very much for your question. Last question from Nancy Kirchhoff. Nancy Kirchhoff, what exactly is your background? (laughs) Okay, so we got a couple of things on the background. We got the old mugshot of Donald Trump. It's probably the thing that like pops the hardest along with the colonial flag because we always wanna remember what this country was founded on. Stay based, Uncle Sam up there. We, We demand that people stay based. A couple of awards that are, that are, uh, that our videos have won, our documentaries have won. I got a Hillary Nutcracker, just an old school, old school item right there. That's a Hillary Nutcracker. Pretty funny. Uh, I got some President's Pez dispensers, um, some knickknacks and doodads from other videos, from funny videos that we've done. Some Marco Rubio signed football right there. Here's the Tucker biography down there. Over on this side, sorry, this side, we got Spikes Tactical. Uh, which is the uh, the official AR-15 of the Johnson family. We're actually heading to the range this afternoon to go film with Spike Satchel. My producers are screaming at me that we gotta get hit the road. <laughs> Over here on this side, we also have um, some bottles of bourbon that have been gifts to some bottles of bourbon that have been gifts to the show. Um, uh, some of the books from guests, a Donald Trump duck. That one's really good. Royce, can you go grab, grab that one? I wanna show the people. Rolls Royce on camera there he goes. It's a real background. It's actual practical effect, practical set. You can see it. Unlike Hollywood, we actually have a real set. We actually build our sets. Little Star Wars characters from the original Star Wars peppered all over the background. I used to collect them. I thought they were really neat. Um, the original Star Wars from Star Wars was actually good and a noble hero's arc story about a character that's an actual hero. Something that uh, you know young men and women should ascribe to. Disney's ruined it, just like everything. But ladies and gentlemen... We are going to make the country great again. It's great. And I'm going to squeak all about it. It's going to be awesome. So this is going to be us for all of 2024. Ladies and gentlemen, we are winning. And it is so much fun. It's great to win. It's great to win along with you. We thank you so very much for being in the betting brigade. Or if times are tough and you don't have the five bucks a month for the brigade, we understand. We deeply do. I, I've been virtually impoverished my, <laughs> my entire life. I get it. Like, I get it. And I'm angry for you. God has been good to us in this uh, endeavor. And we will always remember that. A great way to remember that is to anchor our show, not by patting ourselves on the back, but by humbly uh, reading a scripture, remembering that we are simple Christians. Uh, we have a lot of work to do uh, on ourselves and in this country. And that God's got us, man, that God's got us. And whether you're a brigade member or not, or whether you just found the channel, like this is a little bit of uplifting for you. It's like a way that we can uplift ourselves. And you can't defeat an army of happy warriors, right? So let us be joyful into the weekend with our verse of the day from John 8. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Does feel like there is a lot of darkness on this earth. And there always has been. In fact, there's been many eras that have been far darker than the one we're living in now. I know it's hard to believe, but a quick study of human history is uh, is definitely going to show you that. And so, a uh, remember, a reminder of this truth uh, from the scriptures that the only way to have light in your life is through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Be blessed this weekend. March forward and fight, and know that I'm fighting right alongside you. It's your boy Benny, and this is the Benny Show. See you.